it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey everyone, it's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I want to make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. Happy Monday. It's a new day. It's a new week and a new episode of the Business Beauty Network podcast. I had a great conversation with my guest today, Danny Tran. He's the CEO and founder of High Stoke Media, the marketing guy. But before we get into all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the Business Beauty Network wherever you're listening. So click that subscribe button right now. Save it so that you don't miss an episode. We drop episodes every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time. So make sure that you become a part of the tribe and you subscribe. Also, also leave us a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. A five-star review really, really helps us. So definitely leave us a review. Share it with any other beauty professionals that you feel would benefit from the podcast, but make sure you're sharing and reviewing, sharing as caring. Also, if you want to become a supporter of the podcast, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. But let's get into today's episode. I had a great conversation with Danny Tran. Danny is a marketing expert for sure. He shared a lot of gems and a lot of information about sales and marketing for any beauty professional. He specialized working with PMU artists with it through his agency, but he's definitely a wealth of knowledge in that sales and marketing arena. I really enjoyed learning more about Danny and High Stoke Media and all of the knowledge that he has when it comes to this industry and sales and marketing. So here is Danny's bio. Danny Tran is the CEO and founder of High Stoke Media. High Stoke Media is the number one luxury PMU growth agency that helps permanent makeup artists generate new clients on autopilot without relying on outdated marketing tactics. They have helped hundreds of PMU artists close deals, collect deposits, and book appointments. I love that. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Danny Tran. Welcome, Danny. Hey, Brandy. Glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me to this amazing podcast. (laughs) Thanks for being on. I'm super excited to talk with you today, Danny. So, Danny, before we get into all the awesome things that you're doing with your business, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Oh, um, that's a that's a great question. So I just want to preface this by saying that me being in the beauty industry was totally not expected. So if you were to tell me, Danny, uh, you would be in the PMU industry today, I would be like, Brandy, like, what are you smoking? Right. So my background actually starts in financial technology. 
I did marketing for like financial institutions, large banks and payment processors. So it's been quite a crazy journey to see how that turned into me running a corporation or a company that's serving PMU artists and luxury beauty brands. Not a lot of people know about that, my background. That's interesting. You just never know where this path called life will take you, right? You just never Absolutely. know where you end up. And sometimes we take like certain experiences for granted, but I've seen where past experiences that I thought I would never use has come up for me within my business. It's been very useful to have those, you know, experiences in the past. So that's interesting. So you had a finance uh, background before getting into this beauty thing. So that leads to my next question. How did you get into beauty? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, when I was working with uh, financial technology, one of the main skill sets that I really, really learned and I really enjoyed was customer acquisition. Right. I did a lot of marketing. And one of the things that really stuck to me was the fact that I could if I could fundamentally understand how much it took me to acquire a customer, I would always be profitable. So it was really like the process of like printing money. And so 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 I really want to talk a lot about numbers today. So yeah, so uh, within financial technology, one of the main skill sets I learned was about marketing. And um, I really enjoyed customer acquisition. And it, it was just so fascinating to me where if I could understand exactly how much it took me to acquire a customer, I would essentially be profitable as long as they would pay me more than the amount that it would take me to acquire them, right? So marketing was so fascinating to me because I kind of looked at it as a process of printing money. If I put $1 in, I could essentially get 10 out. And so the marketing was just so fascinating to me. Fast forward a little bit, I got fired from that job and I tried like nine, 10 different businesses in the crazy world of marketing and they all failed. And I started to realize that, especially with a lot of local businesses, physical based businesses, this was like this skill set um, or this avenue that not a lot of people knew about because a lot of local businesses, and I'm sure we'll get into this, Brandy, they, they rely on like organic marketing. They rely on referrals and word of mouth, but not really paid media and paid advertising. And so when I kind of like put two and two together, I was like, I could actually help a lot of these local businesses be successful in their everyday marketing. And so we were originally with High Soak Media, that's how it formed. We were in a ton of different niches. We were in like medical spas, uh, yoga. We were helping uh, trainers. We were helping gyms. We were working with like wineries, airplane tours. We were just all over the place. Um, and I remember one day I had a friend reach out to me. This was about three years ago. I was like, Danny, you're you you do marketing, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, I have this microblading business I need help with. And at that time, I was like, what in the world is microblading? And she was like, well, it's the process of essentially tattooing your eyebrows. I'm like, what? That's crazy. People pay five, six, seven hundred dollars to get their tattoo, to get their eyebrows tattooed. And I realized that it was such an untapped industry. And everybody who was in the industry was doing such outdated things like Groupon, Yelp, Yellow Pages, referrals, waiting for months for SEO to work, and just things that didn't necessarily work. And I was like, huh, let me just focus on this niche because nobody was focusing on them. And from there, it became a snowball effect. And in the past two years, we've worked with over a thousand um, artists around the world. Um, and we scaled our business to um, 25 plus as of this morning. And really like our mission today is to be that number one luxury PMU growth partner in the space. So it's been quite a crazy journey to go from financial technology to serving PMU artists around the world. Awesome. So that's yeah. very interesting because you said you had like 10 failed businesses before this. Yeah. So was it marketing as well? 
it was very marketing-esque. Um, so I, I, had, I was in like a weird pyramid scheme, like those MLMs at one point. I'm sure everybody gotcha. was. They started their entrepreneur journey. You know, someone reaches out to you. It's like, hey, Brandy, I have this business opportunity. One of those, um, I did like affiliate marketing. I dabbled a lot into like e-commerce selling products online. And, you know, a, a lot of it was in the realm of marketing. And so that was the one skill set that has like bled across all of the different businesses that I've done. And... And yeah, that's really the, the skill set that has bled into High Stoke Media and what we do every single day for all of these amazing artists. It's interesting, but I know I'm aware of the power of really niching down. And I think a lot of people oh. are afraid to do that with business because you because you feel like you may be missing something if you just niche down. But like share with us like the process, you know, you figured out like there was a, a need that you could fulfill with your company for permanent makeup artists yeah. like and and you decided to solely focus on permanent makeup artists like kind of take us down like your whole niche and all of that yeah absolutely and so one of the things that i really I, I really believe in it believe in is streamlining all of your processes right because if your processes are not streamlined and they're not duplicatable it's not scalable so just going back to what we were doing serving a gym it's very different from serving a permanent makeup artist who's trying to hire multiple artists and open up another location. Working with a winery, it's completely different than working with the beauty business. And so the more um, duplicatable your processes and systems are, the more scalable it is. And once we realize that, we're like, okay, you know what? Let us just not work with any other industry out there. Let's just focus on the PMU field. And that's when we started seeing a lot of success because we were able to double down on our knowledge. Uh, we were able to, to double down on serving our clients and just constantly innovating in that one niche versus serving everybody. And this really goes down to like the PME artist as well, right? Not everybody is going to be a client. You need to work with your dream clients, those who you feel like you would be able to serve the best and you start scaling from there. Um, and so for us, it was just a, a very crazy um, process to just say like, okay, well, we had a ton of these clients in these industries, let's just drop them in a sense and just focus on the PMU space. And on top of that, we just saw a lot of opportunity, right? Um, one of the main things like I, I mentioned earlier is that uh, we noticed so many problems with marketing. Um, a lot of these artists were relying on these outdated marketing tactics because everyone we were going to, Brandy, they were like, uh, I would ask them, right? Well, what are you guys doing for marketing? And they'll always be like, oh, I'm on Groupon for $150 for my package. And I'm like, that's not how you succeed. Or I've been putting my flyers all over these billboards and yellow pages and these like, um, you know, these flyers that get sent to your mailbox. And I'm like, that's not going to work either. It's not very targeted. Um, and once we realized that a lot of these marketing tactics were so outdated, we were like, okay, well, how do we create a system to actually get these PMU artist results on a consistent basis? Um, and so that's when we started to scale down and we created something called the Brow Clients on Demand Plus program, uh, which is essentially designed to offload all of the marketing and sales for a regular PMU artist. We handle all of that so that they can just show up and do what they do best and serve their clients. Awesome, awesome. I would love to learn more about that because that sounds very interesting, offering yeah. a service, you know, where, the, I mean, any, who wouldn't want that in their business? So kind of break down exactly what it is that you do for PMU artists. Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, so I, I want to give some context first. We originally released something called the Brow Clients on Demand program. What we have now is the PLUS program. 
All right, it's like very similar to like Disney, Disney Plus. With the regular program, we did all of the marketing, uh, meaning we, we, uh, we generated interest, we generated the leads, and we got all of these customer opportunities for our clients. So we, so we got people to actually sign up. Um, and then we noticed another problem with the industry, which was sales. I, I don't know if you noticed this, but a lot of you know, artists when, and beauty professionals, when they get certified and they get licensed, Sales was never the, the forte. It's like, just show up and do what you do best. And now they're kind of struggling of like, oh, I'm sending messages all day long in my inbox. Nobody's converting. Every time I, I send them my deposit link, nobody is responding. People are ghosting me. I don't know how to follow up. And so we noticed that, that sales was a huge component. And I don't think a lot of people talk about and so what we've done with our plus program is we have an in-house, we call them the brow expert concierge team that actually follows up, collects deposits, book appointments and closes deals on behalf of you as that PMU artist. So not only are we doing all the marketing, raising the brand awareness, generating that interest, we're actually closing the deals and booking out your, your calendar. So that again, the only thing that you have to do is just show up and do what you do best. Oh, wow. That's a huge promise, Danny. That's a huge promise. Yeah, I I definitely, marketing, I would say, is very important. Like, I think it's one of the number one things, but a lot of people struggle with marketing and building their brand. I know you work with a lot of PMU artists, but give us some examples uh, that could help any beauty professional with their marketing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I definitely want to break down a concept. Um, it's a little bit long, but I, I do want to kind of rewind a little bit and mention that the, the main problem with marketing, what we found with PMU artists is that they rush the sale. They A lot of beauty pros, they rush the sale. And this applies to every business owner, right? Uh, meaning if someone is interested, you know, we, we kind of audit some sales calls and it's like, oh, hey, you're interested. Here's my link. Here, here's my deposit link, book on my calendar. There's really no nurturing, there's no engagement, there's no building trust, there's no addressing pain points. And so a lot of people or a lot, or a lot of beauty pros are like, you know, why am I not getting the sales and the consistent clientele? And I can almost guarantee you, Brandy, is that they're rushing the sale too much. They're just looking at that dollar amount and just skipping straight to that part. So, right. 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 It's like, they <laughs> need a little that? bit first, right? I, okay, so he shows me a little interest. Okay, yeah, it's like you, you know, got before you got yeah, married, you know, a, like, a like, come on, first, propose on the first date. I mean, some people are <laughs> successful with it, but, you know, for the most part, no. And you have to understand, like, and we have to break this limiting belief for a lot of our clients. And the question you have to ask yourself is, why would someone pay me hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to let me tattoo their face without have ever made meeting them for the first time? And when you kind of put yourself in those shoes, you're like, oh, that's right. Like, why would they pay me so much money without ever meeting me? And so we have this um, process. The acronym is A-E-C-N-C, five letters. It's attract, engage, capture, nurture, convert. So there really is a sales process, right? It's like, I, I, want, I know you guys are listening to this on a podcast, but it's a funnel. When you attract people, that me, um, let's talk about attract first. Um, one of the things that I truly believe that every single beauty pro should invest in is paid advertising. Unlike referrals or uh, SEO or word of mouth, it's actually a predictable and measurable system where once you understand how much it costs for you to acquire a customer, you can essentially just churn out new clients consistently day in and day out, right? Not only that, when you're investing into social media ads like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you can literally place your ad in front of the exact person you want to see it. 
So what I mean by that is with a lot of artists um, and beauty pros, I'm sure you've seen, you know, that little boost post on, on Facebook and Instagram, that doesn't work. It, that's literally like putting your ad on a billboard in the middle of Kansas where there's no related business around, right? Um, so putting your ad right in front of the person that you want to see it. So when you're doing social media ads, you have the capability to do things like target the age, the gender, the demographic, the, the income, um, the household composition, the uh, uh, higher end zip codes, interest in beauty and fashion and things like that. So you can get super granular with the person that are going to see your ad. So that's the, the first thing with attract. I love that with attract. And I want to share something briefly before yeah. we, we go further. I really um, understanding that marketing and advertising was very vital to my business. What really shifted was when I started advertising and I was trying to target like women between the ages of 18 to 40, right? Because I'm thinking like, I could do makeup for everybody, right? And when I really realized that I was attracting people to the ads because, you know, Facebook will tell you, you know, like who's clicking on the age range and all of those things. And I even learned there that I had it all wrong. I was attracting women between the ages of 30 to 45. And when I started to advertise, I just looking at those analytics and who I was attracting, I was able to shift my target in Facebook. So that's very important. I just wanted to share that, but I love, you know, the first one. So let's go to the next. Yeah. I, I just want to add on to that, like attracting the right people. It's so important because with a lot of these outdated marketing tactics like Groupon and Yelp and Yellow Pages, you're just kind of putting an ad out there and you're hoping whoever bites will bite. And essentially that attracts such tire kickers and looky loos, those who are always looking for a discount, those who don't really respect your authority, um, you know, they're, they're kind of penny pinchers. And those aren't the clientele that you want to, to um, take part of. And on top of that, a lot of these platforms take like half of the, the revenue that you're getting anyways, right? And so yeah, attracting, um, and investing into paid advertising instead of these other platforms um, is 100%. And that's why it's, it's at the top. Now, quick question, though, do you think that like Groupon or something like that could be helpful for certain business owners? Because I have a love-hate relationship with it, and I'll tell you yeah. why. I do realize that I've used it before when I was doing eyelash extensions, and I do realize that they take 50%, but what they were doing is bringing me more hits, more clients, and I was ultimately getting more clients in. Now, sometimes, though, I the, the uh, catch to it is is oftentimes the clients are looking for a deal. So they, they're not planning on coming back to you because they're Absolutely. looking for that next deal. But it's up to you to try to convert them into a regular paying client. And sometimes you can, but I found that that was difficult it's because you already attracted the deal seeker anyway. Absolutely. So the conversion rate for the upsells and getting them to, to retain for your other services, it's very slim. Like you said, sometimes you'll find a dime in the rough, but your dream clients aren't necessarily going to be looking at Groupon. Um, if you're going to be spending, if you're going to, for example, you're charging um, a brow package for 400, right? That's the discounted price. And Groupon's already taking like $150 off of that. I would much rather have you put that into Facebook or Instagram ads because $150 can get you a very long way. On top of that, you're attracting the right people, the right clientele, the right demographic, those who are much more likely to convert in the back end for you. Okay, Love so it. now let's get into the E. Okay, engage. Um, now, now this is for, a, a, for example, a, a client who, let, let, let's start with a segment for a client who's just started, right? Engage. 
running some sort of community promotion is fantastic. Um, for, for example, like if you're dealing with a lot of competition in your area and you are a brand new artist, don't be afraid to do some sort of promotion at the beginning to get some um, feet in the door, right? If you're already thinking about Groupon, just again, run this on Facebook ads, do some sort of like 10, 15, 20% off. And if you don't want to do a deal with for the more established artists, um, this is what we call a value stack. Most artists out there, they do something like, oh, like my first session is $500. But what if all of a sudden you call it something like the VIP brow package. It includes a consultation, a free mapping session, the first session, the, um, the, the, the touch-up session, the aftercare kit and guide. Now, all of a sudden, per the perceived value of what you're offering is so much higher than everybody else around you. And so that's actually one of our techniques here at High Stoke Media with our clients. We do something called the value stack. And so when someone is comparing just one session that everyone's promoting versus like a full value stack in this amazing package, they're much more likely to go with the one that has the highest perceived value. Awesome. So yeah, I could see that instead oh. of, you know, running your own um, advertisements and discounts and, and different things and creating something to uh, bring clients in. Now, what are some other ways that you think that they could uh, be separated from the rest? Like it's a crowded market in the beauty industry. No. So how do you separate yourself from the rest? Great question. Um, the number one thing, and a lot of people don't think about this, is good customer service. I genuinely believe that great customer service is the best marketing that any business owner can have. And this isn't just for the clients that have already paid you. This means for everybody who is inquiring, and this really goes to our next part, um, and this is like a perfect segue into C, which is capture, right? Um, the objective with marketing, in my honest opinion, should not be to generate sales, but to generate leads is to generate more customer opportunities so you get as much interest as possible so that you have as many opportunities to sell as possible. Because again, most artists, they rush the sale, they jump straight to, hey, here's my booking link instead of nurturing them. And just because a client isn't a customer today doesn't mean that they won't be a customer tomorrow. So with Capture, you need to create some sort of mechanism to capture that lead, whether it's driving them to like a lead form or like a landing page, you know, you get that email, you get that phone number. And once they're interested, you can then do all of the back end marketing. Um, this gets a little bit technical, but you know, once you own that traffic, once someone signs up and you have that info, you essentially own that traffic. Now you never have to pay another dollar to acquire that customer. You have their information. Um, so with, with again, with capture is creating some sort of mechanism to capture the information so that you can sell them, build trust um, with them later on. And that really gets to the next section, which is N, uh, which is nurture. This is where uh, this is how you stand out, right? Um, you, you, you answer their questions, you answer their pain, you address their pain points, you ask them, you know, why are they looking to do this? Like why here and why now, you know, what are they looking to achieve with this? How is this going to change their life? So asking questions like that, it's going to set you apart from the person that's just like, here's my calendar booking link and a deposit link. Um, so providing that great customer service, nurturing them and getting them to trust you as their dedicated artist or beauty pro compared to the thousands of other options down the street. That is hands down always the best strategy for me. I love that. I think that's some great advice. Customer service yeah. all the way. Yeah. And then, um, you know, capturing them and definitely asking questions, answering questions, connecting with your client, helping them. I posted a post today about four ways to make the uh, booking process easier for your clients because 
I see a lot of uh, particularly, you know, hairstylists and things like that. And they, you know, it gets fussy with the booking situations and the deposits and all these things that happen. And what I say is, is that you should make spending money with you as easy as possible. So it should be a seamless Mm -hmm. process. And if someone is having problems or if they may have technical difficulties as a business owner, you should put something in place to help them. But you should always be willing to, you know, answer any questions, give a tutorial, whatever you got to do. I even created, I, I just had this idea when I was thinking of the topic, I created a loom video Um, that showed you like how to book step-by-step. Okay, you click here and then you pick your time and then you pick this and you pick that. Like if you're having a lot of client issues, that's something you could do, but you could also have someone dedicated to answer those questions if you're, you know, servicing clients all day and you're not available to do so. But I love that. No, I love, I want to add on to that as well. I've seen so many artists with one review on Google, no portfolio pieces. And when you're going to their booking application page, it is the craziest thing ever with like 10 steps with the essay of a policy. And it's just so much friction. And yes, you eventually want to get to that point to protect yourselves if you know, you're, you're getting completely booked out. But especially in the beginning, one of the best things, like you said, to do is to make that process of paying you money to be as frictionless as possible. If anything, if this is a, a quick strategy I, I do want to share, if you're an artist that's starting out, don't even require a deposit initially for them to book that appointment with you and then have yourself or an assistant to call back to confirm the time and then letting them know that it's only confirmed once the deposit is sent through. But you basically want to get as much commitment as possible with as least friction as possible. Did that make sense? Yes, (laughs) I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with that, Danny. Yeah, I've seen some crazy application processes for sure. Then those like 10 steps and this person's not even um, like out there, up there with the good reviews and whatnot. And it's just so difficult. And again, um, especially if you're just starting out, one of the best ways is to make that process as frictionless as possible. Definitely, definitely. So what would be the next one? Are we on end now? And is, is nurture. So oh, that's the nurture um, one. That, that is nurture. Um, here's a, a thing as well. Um, it, it it definitely helps if you have like a, a receptionist or an assistant, but for someone to actually communicate with the artist up into the point of them coming in, we have, this the industry is notoriously known for no-shows, even though there's like deposits and whatnot. And the reason why there are no-shows is because people are afraid. There's still that lack of trust, especially for new artists um, specifically. And so sending things like before and after photos, a lot of gifts, a lot of like back and forth conversation with that prospect prior to them coming in, it helps so much. Uh, like even up to the time of the appointment, what we actually instruct a lot of our clients to do, and you can automate this obviously with systems, is take like a selfie of them, like, hey, or a selfie video, like, hey, you know, you, you have your appointment today. I look forward to seeing you later, you know, cheers. Or like taking a picture of their station and saying, hey, we're getting everything set up for you right now. We look forward to seeing you later today. And so just these small personalized things that go into the whole sales process, it really helps with that nurturing and ultimately convert, which is the last step, which is, you know, once they're in, you want to provide the best customer service ever. You want to provide the best experience ever. You know, this person has trusted you with hundreds of their hard earned dollars and really their livelihood, so to speak, right? Their, their appearance. And so converting them is the, the very last step, which which is where you provide the best customer experience and you want them coming back. You want them to leave you good reviews. You want them to refer um, you to all of their friends and so on and so forth. 
Hey, it's Brandi Taylor, the beauty business coach. I help beauty pros get unstuck and create the beauty business of their dreams. Look, beauty pros, it's time to level up. 2021 is almost over, but it can still be your year. It's not too late to hit that beauty business goal that you desire to hit when you started out in the beginning of this year. You know you wanted to launch your product line. You know that you wanted to write that book. You wanted to create that class. You had so many ideas. There were so many things you wanted to work on in your business. You wanted to level up your beauty business in some way, but you just haven't done it yet. I'm here to help you do just that. I've created an awesome eight-week accelerator program, but during this free masterclass, we're going to learn more about the accelerator program and how you can get involved with that, as well as hot seat coaching. And I'm going to share some ways that you can actually achieve your business goals this year. You can at least get started, right? So we're definitely going to work on doing something this year. So we're going to fast track our beauty businesses to success this year. I hope that you join me on Monday, September the 27th. It's happening via Zoom. All you have to do to register is click the link in the show notes via Eventbrite and you can register for free and sign up for that Zoom session, that free masterclass. Join me there on September the 27th at 7 p.m. I hope to see you there. I love that, Daddy. I love the way you said, like, you create, like I was saying before i created a video like a quick little 30 second video showing you click here you know tap this and letting them know what's going to happen you will receive a confirmation email yeah. you'll get a confirmation text yeah. and all of these things and just really educating them sometimes i feel like i love the fact like you said take a quick selfie you know show like we can't wait to see you all these things get creative with that because i think that's a way to stand out as well and i love that especially when you know it's something sometimes with uh permanent makeup that if you make a mistake it's like permanent right so you're trusting someone with your eyebrows and is they're tattooing them right it's going to last for a couple years and so that can be scary so i could i could surely see how how it could really be helpful to make the client feel comfortable by just having these little contacts with the yeah. client and setting things, you know, and, and I love the way you say you could do it as a system, because if you're busy, you don't, you don't have time to do that with every client. You could set up something that automatically goes out like a nice picture, a nice text, and just customize it with their name and everything. Absolutely. Confirming their appointment. So I love that. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's a lot of these on um, platforms like we obviously have our own system with high stuff media, but I know there's a lot of platforms out there where you can do things like these custom values or these dynamic fields that update depending on their name and email and phone number, things like that. So all of this, even though it looks very personalized to the end client, it's completely automated on your side. Um, and one thing I have also started to learn is that, you know, in this crazy digital world and all of this competition, people just want to tie a face to all the messages. And we've had a lot of clients where it's like, no, Danny, like, I don't want to put my face on the ad. And it's like, well, like, why not? It's your business. They're going to come in and spend four or five hours with you. And don't you want this business? Like you, you got it. That's one way to stand out as well. Tying a face, all the messages and just being out there, being like the, the face of your business that you've created. Um, and I, I maybe it's a limiting belief. I, I don't know. But we've had so many experiences with artists who don't want to do that. They just kind of want to stay behind the scenes and just work with clients without ever showing their face. Right. And people buy from who they know, like and trust. Yeah. So if you're only just putting all these pictures of your work, who who is the person behind all this work? Who and who's is Brandy she? and who? from Brandy's brows? Like who is this right. person? I've never seen who? her face before. Do I trust? I'm not gonna show up. 
Exactly. And I, I think a lot of, I get it across the board. A lot of beauty professionals miss out on this one. They don't want to put themselves out there, but you know, that's how people get to know like who you are and all of those things. And don't be afraid to share that you as the artist, because it's personal. You are providing a personal service. So it's okay to show them who you are as the artist and putting yourself out there more. And I think it probably is, maybe it's a, it is a belief issue. It is Mm. a a confidence issue and things of that nature. A lot of times it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So if I have like one piece of advice on this topic, it's just to put yourself out there, whether it's um, like a picture of you on an ad is fantastic. A selfie video of you welcoming people into your shop is fantastic. Um, Like a video of you actually working on another client and using that as an ad is fantastic. Um, And so the more of you that someone sees, like you said, people buy from people that they like, know and trust. And if they never see your face, you know, that that trust factor is completely zero. Um, So just putting yourself out there, I promise you, it's going to help you convert so many clients in the world of trust. Definitely would agree with that. So for beauty professionals or PMU artists who are in business, but they they feel stuck, they're looking to grow, but it seems like they can't get beyond a certain point. Like maybe they want to get to that 8,333, right? Which is six figures, (laughs) right? If they get that every month, that's six figures, but they're they're at that five or 6,000 and they want to scale. You're stuck. Like, oh, this is a fantastic question. I love this one. (laughs) Um, This problem, we've seen it so much, we've actually named it. We call this the PMU artist rat race. It's the fact, it's it's the it's a fact that a PMU artist is doing everything themselves and they're not willing to look for outside help. They're doing everything from being a business owner, they're cleaning up every day, they're opening and closing their shops, they're running their POS systems, their appointments, they're serving their clients. And on top of that, they're doing like their marketing and sales and every other aspect of running, uh, of being a business owner. And they don't have time for anything. Um, and which is crazy to me. And so it, let's let's just look at the numbers, right? Let's break down, I, I love that number. So let's say you wanna hit that magical six figure number, which is, let's just say, 120K a year, which is 10K a month. If we break that down, that's 2.5K a week. Let's just say you work five days a week. That means you need to make $500 a day in order to hit that amount. That means you need to land about two clients, right? So I think that's doable for most people, two clients a day. But what if you want to get to seven figures? What if you want to make a million dollars a year? Reverse engineer that, that's about 83,000 a month. Reverse engineer that, that's about $20,000 a week, which means that's about $4,000 a day. Even if you're doing four or five procedures, which is the absolute most you could probably do, you can't ever hit that million dollar mark. So the best way, and obviously um, there's clients that do things like trainings and workshops, they have their own products, but the most logical thing that you need to do is hire people. You need to hire other artists where you can leverage their time. You, there's only so much of brandy. There's only 24 hours in a day. We didn't even talk about your dinner time, self-care time, spending time with family, right? And so um, most artists, I, I think they, they get to the point where they've been doing everything themselves and they're just afraid to let go. They're afraid to hire other uh, artists. They're afraid to let somebody else into their baby that they've been cultivating for so long and trusting them with that. And again, it is a limiting belief, but in order to grow, you, you have to understand that there's only so much time and so much of you in any given day. So you need to start putting yourselves in the position of a CEO working on your business instead of in your business 
and start hiring people and scaling to the next level. Um, we had one of our first clients, which is the story I told you in the beginning. She also had this issue of doing everything herself and she completely burnt out. I mean, that's another topic for another day or maybe towards the end of this. But if you're working every single day, four or five appointments back to back to back, you will eventually burn out. And I've seen this happen over and over again. Um, so with that one client, after using like our system and listening to the, the advice that we had, she was able to open three physical locations now on top of that, hire a bunch of artists under him, herself, and she just spends her free time teaching on the weekends. And so I know for a lot of these beauty pros, that's the end goal is to be working on your business and not in it. And long-winded answer, but at the end of the day, it's the fact that a lot of these beauty pros are not willing to let go and bring other people into their business. But team is, it, it, the, the journey from six figures to seven figures and really eight figures is people. You can have systems and processes all day long, but the one thing that you need to start learning in terms of scale is team and people. Right. You can't do everything yourself exactly. and grow. You can only get so far by yourself and, and you'll end up burning out otherwise, trying to do exactly. all these things. And, and you're still going to be at a cap because there's only so much you can do in a day. It's only so many hours that you can work and all of those things, only so much money you can make. And I think that is that is the important key to that, to scaling is, you know, building a team. So, you know, yeah. adding more people, growing. But I think a lot of people, I hear all the time in the industry, it's like, okay, you got to diversify your income. So you got to teach classes. You got to sell this. You got to sell that, which is great. I think you should have multiple ways for clients mm -hmm. to spend money with you. I don't think it's a bad idea to have products. I don't think it's a bad idea to teach classes, but that is not the only solution. If you're looking to grow and to bring more money in, you need to hire a team. I love that, Danny. Absolutely. That. And, just, and just to address that, Brandy, if I, I see this problem a lot as well. And I think a lot of, again, people are rushing to sale because they're attached to this dollar sign, right? And even they're, they're not, um, we've seen a lot of um, artists who have not necessarily been at, they're not at the, that success, success level that they want to be. Yet they start launching all of these crazy things like, oh, I'm going to create my own pigments and my own pens. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to create my own workshop and trainings, yet they're not even consistently booked out. And now all of a sudden, instead of managing one business, you're managing five because everything is so different. And right, going back to the our topic on processes and systems and scalability and making sure everything is copy and pasteable. I truly believe that the best you should really iron out and completely knock out of the park one business first, whether it's get, getting consistently booked out and hiring a team and then transition to the next thing. Instead of trying to do all of these things right at the beginning, you're again, just going to burn yourself out. Great, great, great advice, Danny. I think that is definitely some good advice because your business is not where you want it to be. And now you've taken on a whole nother <laughs> project. It's like, it's like I'm looking for another solution to make money because my current business is not working. So you're not really solving the root problem. You're just putting a Band-Aid on it. And on top of that, you're just stressing yourself out even more because now you're running two different businesses that you don't have a handle on. <laughs> I see that a lot in the beauty industry. Another thing yeah. I see as well is it's like, okay, maybe I need to take another training. Yeah. I get this a lot. Like maybe I need, like everybody's doing this particular type of browse. I just need to go get that class. You don't need another class. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, you yeah. need this stuff that Danny is talking about. You got to, you know, get your systems in place. You got to hire people and, you know, get these things in order. You don't need another class. I and You don't need to sell or start another business. Get this one together. So I love that, Danny, for sure. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're just speaking from experience, right? After working with hundreds or thousands of um, artists, it's, it's really a trend. And, you know, with our clients, like this is, we kind of have this journey that we lead them on where, you know, we don't want to get, we call it like shiny object syndrome when we're attracted to the next shiny thing that's supposedly going to make us a lot of money. And it just ends up not working out because we're not laser focused on the one thing or solving that root problem that we have in our business. And that leads into the next question, thinking about the one thing. A lot of beauty professionals have a problem niching down. Oftentimes, we're licensed to do many things. Like, we're licensed mm-hmm. cosmetologists. We're licensed esthetician. So, an esthetician can do lashes, brows, and, you know, all these types of mm-hmm. things, facials and everything. A hairstylist can do all of the above. They can do pretty much everything, an esthetician, yeah. nail taking. So, it's hard for them because I think their license allows them to do so many things. So, it's hard for them to really niche down. But let's talk about some ways that they, that you can niche down and really stand out from the competition. Got it. Got it. Um, I think the first thing is to hire people, right? Like, like we work with a lot of like medical spas with estheticians and whatnot, and they do a little bit of everything. They do like body contouring. They do like permanent brow. They do brows. They do facials. Um, they like cool scoping and all of these different things. And um, for you as a business owner, you need to start thinking about how you can scale the business. So going back to the concept of working on your business instead of in your business, right? Yes, it's great that you're licensed to do all these things, but at some point you need to bring in outside help, maybe technicians that specialize in that one thing. And then from there, you can just focus on growing the business. So for example, you have a technician that works on body contouring, you have a, a technician or you have a person that focuses specifically on, on facials or or just people that can do um, a certain amount of things while you focus on being that business owner. Um, so that's that's my, my thought process with that. Yeah, okay, I like that idea. You know, if, if you wanna offer a variety of services within your niche, cause I still feel like you, you don't need to offer too many services. But if it's like maybe five to six core services that you offer, it might not be a bad idea to hire someone else that offers those particular services. Absolutely, absolutely. So like we, for example, we have a lot of brow artists that also do like lash extensions and liner and things like that. But yet they, they, they really wanna focus on the biggest money maker, which is the, the permanent brows where they're making six, $700 a session. And so they don't wanna be working with like the $150 lash clients. And so what we essentially tell them to do is find a, a lash check someone, someone down the street, someone that's more than happy to rent out your studio or your shop or like a a chair in your salon. And then they can offload all of those. I wouldn't even call them like lower ticket, but like the services that you don't necessarily want to work with anymore. And you can focus on the one thing that you do best. Great. Now, when it comes to advertising, like say if you're doing Facebook ads, I think sometimes beauty professionals struggle with like, what do I put out there? You know, like, you know, what, what, what should I be posting? What should I be advertising? What is advertised worthy? You know, so share a little bit of that, your thoughts. Absolutely. Um, so in the world of advertising, if um, you guys are not aware, Facebook, Instagram specifically, they favor videos. So videos actually get the most views and engagement um, and people actually clicking on them. And this, this is crazy to me, right? The, the, uh, let me rewind a little bit, Randy, because I, I love this topic, right? Um, the one way the best way to stand out is just to have good content and it blows my mind to see how how little people actually invest into their content so you know even just get paying for some premium apps where you can do some 
great editing or just hiring somebody for a weekend and recording you and some models, right? And the, you have to understand like this industry is so social proof. When someone is scrolling through your Instagram page, they're gonna make that quick decision of whether or not they wanna move forward with you for a procedure in two or three seconds. And if you don't have great content, they're not gonna go with you. They're gonna go with the person with 2000 more followers with 20 more posts that are greatly edited down the street. And so the best thing that you can do is have great content. If you don't know how to shoot great content, learn, right? You can just do it on a simple iPhone. And there's so many apps out there and some of them are pretty much free at this point where you can just download and then you can take a picture, you can touch everything up, um, you can brighten it, increase the contrast, exposure and things like that. And that is going to be the basis of having a great ad. So it's like, if you have terrible content that's not edited, I mean, no, no one's gonna click on it and you're just really throwing money into a fire. And so when it comes to advertising and just posting on social media, posting your best work um, and videos of you, you know, working on certain clients. Um, and here's another thing, just being able to tie a face with the messages, like we said, just kind of showing them behind the scenes, like take your iPhone out, record like a live video like hey like this is brandy like i'm in my shop right now just want to give you guys the behind the scenes yada 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 um and then it just adds that personalized touch to your brand instead of you just posting brows all the time or posting photos of hair all the time like people just want to tie a face to the messages people can go on they can engage do some q a's and things like that and so long way to answer but having amazing content that is likable um, and content that people can like envision themselves having like, oh, like this is, these are the brows that I want. Then they're much more likely to actually click on it and sign up for whatever it is that you're promoting. Great stuff, Dan. I'm glad you shared that because I feel like people sleep on social media. Yeah. Oftentimes when I'm talking with my coaching clients, I'm like, okay, you haven't posted in six months. What's going on? You, you're a hairstylist. This is your business page. You know, why haven't you posted in six months? Yeah. And I believe they don't see the importance of it or they don't think they, you know, they don't know what to post. Like I just, I get in my head about it. Yeah. They're looking at everyone else, but I love that. Just post, you know, high quality content yeah. and of your work, show videos behind the scenes, get creative, show people what you do and don't be afraid to invest in it. Because I, I feel that social media is a marketing tool. And if you use it, you can definitely make money if you Absolutely. use it properly. Not just, you know, some people think of it as an afterthought. Oh, I'm just going to throw this quick picture of brows up there. I'm going to just throw this quick hair picture oh, up yeah. there. You know, you know, I've seen people do that. Or I've encouraged people to start posting more. And you can tell that they were forced. <laughs> you know, like, like they were forced to post. <laughs> Raw dimensions, like terrible editing or no editing at all. And not yeah, just really and... like, what is that really? Like, what were you showing? Yeah. The angle was really off, all of those things. So I'm glad that you shared that because it can really be very beneficial for your business if you use it, putting high quality work out there. Video is the way to go. So that behind the scenes, showing people what you do stuff is really the way yeah. to go. And, um, and just really... Um, showing them, you know, high quality and putting, you know, something into it. A lot of times I feel like if you're not, you can't expect to get much out of it if you don't put much into it. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, I definitely want to talk about this, but I, I think a lot of people look at mandatory investments into their businesses as expenses, as opposed to something that's going to help them make more money. It, 
it, it's it's very um, I wouldn't say like it's strange, but like, I think for us, like you know, we're business owners, so we kind of think things from a business perspective. And just like the question you have to ask yourself, like let's say you hire a professional videographer for a day, let's just say it's a thousand dollars. Like, would you spend a thousand dollars to make ten thousand dollars this month? One hundred percent, right? Same thing with paid advertising. I, we have a lot of clients who come to us and they're like, you know, I'm I'm very scared or I, I don't see the value in it. But let's say you understand your numbers, right? And let's go back to customer acquisition. Let's say um, your conversion rate for leads into client, like 10 interested people, let's just say it's 10%. And let's just say it costs you um, $2 to acquire one lead on social media. So that means for every $20 you spend, you're essentially going to make six, seven, $800. And if you ask yourself, would I spend $20 to make $800? Yes, all day long. And so um, another uh, quick piece of advice is to not look at investments as expenses, because the more that you invest into yourself and your business, obviously, the more money that you'll essentially make. Great advice, Danny. Danny, this has been so, so good. So, so good. So I know you you shared about your company, but I want to like really, uh, you know, you know, I want you to share a little bit more about your company and how people can connect with you and, you know, the services that you guys offer and all those great things. Absolutely. Um, so at High Stoke Media, we essentially have a program that helps permanent makeup artists. And at this time, it's only permanent makeup artists. So no like um, hairstylists. So we're looking to expand the future, but just again, niching down, staying in our zone of genius and doing what we do best. Um, so we help permanent makeup artists generate new booked appointments and paying clients on demand. Um, so we essentially offload the entire marketing and sales process off of your plate. So again, the only thing that you have to do is show up and do what you do best and serve the clients. So we do everything from running all of the ads for you. We raise your brand awareness. We generate all the leads. We, and then we have, um, like I said in the beginning, a brow expert concierge team that nurtures all these leads, that calls them, that follows up, that texts them back, that answers the questions, and also collects the deposits for you and books the appointment on your calendar. So just imagine waking up every single day, Brandy, like you wake up today, all right, cool. Who did High Stoke Media book for me this week? And you'll essentially see a whole list of new booked appointments that we brought to you while you were sleeping. Oh my gosh, Danny, I'm, I'm aware of the niche and I get it, but you got to offer this for other people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> In the future, for sure. PMU artists only at this point, unfortunately. I got you. <laughs> I just said that because I know there's like a hairstylist like, oh my God, I need that. Or, or you know, a makeup artist like, oh my God, I need that. Yeah, we're looking to definitely launch something in the future to serve other um, industries out there, even like as like a do-it-yourself type of thing. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, um, it's so important to just niche down and just staying staying in your lane and just completely excelling at that before you get on to the next thing so i would agree with that so i know danny when you're ready you'll expand your team grow your team and get someone else who can help salon owners and other people for sure in the beauty industry but this was phenomenal because i think anyone in the beauty industry can learn a lot from what we discussed and what you shared and i think it's great what your business is doing for um, PMU artists. Um, so how would they get in touch with you? How would they find you? Oh, absolutely. So you can just go to our website, um, www.highstokemedia.com. Um, and if that's of if any interest uh, for you guys to just to talk to our team, we do have like a contact form, or you can just message us at hello at highstoke-media.com. Um, but you can just go to our website to make it simple. And um, yeah, 
um, all of our, our team members on there as well. So it's very easy to find our contact information. So our, our main website, best way to just learn more about us and see if we could potentially do something together. Great, great, Danny. Do you have anything else you want to share with the audience before we go? Absolutely. The number one thing, do not rush the sale. <laughs> That's the number one thing that is killing your business. I can almost guarantee it. So if there's one thing that you guys um, can take from this podcast today, it's just to remember the acronym AECNC, attract, engage, nurture, no, attract, engage, capture, nurture, convert. I love it. Danny Tran, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. As always, stay great and we are out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you. So let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.